Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have one of my dear friends and a great colleague, Dr. Dave Rathhorst, here on the show. We're going to talk about getting your heifers ready uh, for breeding season and getting them ready and developed. It's going to be a great show. Stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. Look who we got. We have uh, one of our favorite guests. He's been on this show as many times as anybody. You and Casey Olson and, and maybe Chris Reinhardt are the three, three. The, the, the three amigos that have really helped us so much, bring so much information into the living rooms of farmers, ranchers, veterinarians, and we really appreciate it, Dr. Dave. Good to be here, my friend. <laughs> this is Dr. Dave Rethorst, and he's a veterinarian. He uh, has Beef Health Solutions as his practice. Uh, and he is a member of PAC, uh, Production Animal Consultation, and so am I. And uh, we work together. We have worked together for many years. Many years. And many uh, years. Uh, we've worked on so many programs on the farm, on the ranch, in the feedlot, in the packing plant. Uh, Dr. Dave's uh, a wealth of, of knowledge. And today, we're going to talk about something you have a passion for, which is developing heifers. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, what are, what are some of the goals when we develop heifers, you know, goals and timelines that you, that kind of come to bubble to the surface. Okay. Well, first we have to start with the healthy calf at weaning yep. and, and then, you know, we need to know approximately what those heifers weigh at weaning and look at where we want them to be when we start breeding, you know, typically we have developed heifers to 65% of mature cow weight before we start breeding. Uh, in today's age, that's awful expensive. We've done some work looking at 55% with a little flush right before we breed to get them to cycle. But we need to know where they're at on weaning, where we wanna be when we breed and then plan our nutrition program accordingly. So. So help me understand then that, that while we, we look at that, that goal, that goal has shifted a little bit or we can, we can, we're learning some of the, the gray areas of, of where we need to get these heifers. Right, right. We, we've learned how to cheapen it up and still get those heifers to breed where we're getting 60, 70% of them bred in that first cycle. And probably the most important thing, we get them to rebreed as a two-year-old. I mean, we can get lots of heifers bred, but the key is let's develop them right so they rebreed as a two-year-old. And that's part of the reason too why we move them up a little bit is to give them an extra cycle yeah. or an extra few thirty days or something yeah. of that to three, fit. three to four weeks ahead of the cow, so we got a little heal up time. Yeah, so that so that they can fit into there so so timing of when we breed them uh so that they'll calve and and obviously we want you know it's our best it's if it's heifers we're retaining it's our best genetics on the place right right and so we definitely want to get calves out of out of these right animals to propagate our herd right and and 
we got to get them front loaded. In, in as yearlings when they calve as two year olds, so we can get them. We got to find out which ones want to be mama cows and which ones don't. <laughs> Those will be feeder heifers. Those will be feeder heifers. <laughs> so we have just a bit of time here, but what are the things that that are the things that drive you nuts about developing heifers? The nutrition between weaning and when you want to when you want to breed them. Some people way overdo it. A few people in the middle do it right, and then you've got a subset that they don't give them enough calories. And and I saw a set of heifers three weeks ago that they weren't going to meet target, and we had a heart hard on nutrition program. So let's th use that as our segue into the next segment. You're Very watching good. Doc Talk. We got Dr. Dave here. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Dave Rethorse, who's a veterinarian that runs his practice, Beef Health Solutions and Production Animal Consultation. Uh, tremendous uh, veterinarian for all aspects of the beef industry, a leader in our veterinary profession, and uh, just tickled to have him on the show. We talked about getting these heifers developed, and then as we start to head into that breeding or that pre-breeding, we've, we've got some shoot work to do to make sure that we've got the immune system and got them covered from all kinds of different diseases. Right, and, and that all actually starts back when, when that fetus is in utero and mama and, yep. and the way we do our health program and, and then you know what we do from that nursing calf vaccination as a baby calf up through weaning, all of that's building to yep. where we're starting, you know, to when we start breeding. But when we get ready to breed, we sure want a modified live IBR BVD in those heifers and we want it 45 days out. We used to say 30 and and I, I bumped that out to 45 uh, based on some of the work so, I've so seen. So we want the, the vaccine, the pre-breeding, uh the the last one to be 45 days before breeding yep will we booster that will you do two rounds or are we doing one we're just doing one because in in the herds i'm working with that pre-breeding vaccination is actually the fourth modified live ibr bvd that those females see because so they got one at branding they got one pre-weaning they got one at weaning and so the one we're given at 45 days is a booster. Well, it's kind of like the what we've learned with COVID, right? right. Every six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it kind of gets them handled that way too. So, so, uh, so 45 days prior to breeding, we're going to give them the five-way modified live viral. Anything else? Uh, naturally, we're doing a Vibrio Lepto. Okay. Uh, and you know, some places you're using a pink eye and some places, depending on where you're at, we need to put a clostridial in there, particularly when it's as dry as it has been in the Great Plains the last few years. We want to make sure we don't get into a clostridial outbreak. But those clostridial vaccines can be tough on the immune system. Our gram negatives, the endotoxins can mess with conception rates and so we want to get all of that 
that 45 days out so everything calms back down and so we, so go. yeah so so we get through the physiological response of the what we used to term vaccine sweat yes right yes, exactly and and let those heifers settle back down we've got i mean and we learned that too with covid right yeah you got that first one dose and everybody's like boo i'm like huh it may have been a viral vaccine, but it was the immune system kicking in and working and, and getting that response. Yeah, and, and and these heifers go through the same thing. And and if you've got heifers that have never seen an IVR vaccine before, you know, if you buy some heifers and no history, I'd take that out to 60 days for that. And then I'd probably boost it in there sometime. Yeah. But and the big thing is, is right, you know, like you and I are regional, work with your local vet. Right. Because he's seeing, don't just go into the farm store and start buying things off the shelves. That value of talking with your veterinarian of what is going on in your part of the world with other herds, endemic diseases, it can really save you some money. Right. Bring you big value, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we get those heifers set up that way, once we get to preg check on those heifers, I've been switching to a attenuated modified live or a killed viral, and we're building better colostral immunity. And then, then those females are on that attenuated modified live or killed the rest of their life. Perfect. We don't go back to modified live. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'm the same way. I don't put a modified live in a, in a cow or a bred heifer. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some data with Dr. Dave Rethorse. Thanks for watching. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Dave Rethorse, who's a veterinarian that runs his practice, Beef Health Solutions and Production Animal Consultation. Uh, tremendous uh, veterinarian for all aspects of the beef industry, a leader in our veterinary profession and uh, just tickled to have him on the show. We talked about getting these heifers developed and then as we start to head into that breeding or that pre-breeding, we've, we've got some shoot work to do to make sure that we've got the immune system and got them covered from all kinds of different diseases. Right, and, and that all actually starts back when, when that fetus is in utero and mama and, yep. and the way we do our health program and, and then you know what we do from that nursing calf vaccination as a baby calf up through weaning all that's building to yep. where we're starting you know to when we start breeding but when we get ready to breed we sure want a modified live ibr bvd in those heifers and we want it 45 days out we used to say 30 and and i i bumped that out to 45 uh, based on some of the work so, I've so seen. So we want the, the vaccine, the pre-breeding, uh, the, the last one to be 45 days before breeding. Yep. Will we booster that? Will you do two rounds or are we doing one? We're just doing one because in, in the herds I'm working with, that pre-breeding vaccination is actually the fourth modified live IBR BVD that those females see. Because so, they got one at branding. They got one pre-weaning, yeah. they got one at weaning, and so 
the one we're given at 45 days is a booster. Well, it's kind of like the, what we've learned with COVID, right? Right. Every six months. (laughs) (laughs) So so it kind of gets them handled that way too. So, so, uh, so 45 days prior to breeding, we're going to give them the five-way modified live viral. Anything else? Uh, naturally we're doing a Vibrio lepto. Uh, and you know, some places are using a pink eye and some places, depending on where you're at, we need to put a clostridial in there, particularly when it's as dry as it has been in the Great Plains the last few years. We want to make sure we don't get into a clostridial outbreak. But those clostridial vaccines can be tough on the immune system. Our gram negatives, the endotoxins can mess with conception rates and so we want to get all of that that 45 days out so everything calms back down and so we're ready to so go. yeah so so we get through the physiological response of the what we used to term vaccine sweat yes right yes, exactly and and let those heifers settle back down we've got i mean and we learned that too with covid right yeah you got that first one dose and everybody's like boo i'm like huh it may have been a viral vaccine, but it was the immune system kicking in and working and, and getting that response. Yeah, and, and and these heifers go through the same thing. And and if you've got heifers that have never seen an IVR vaccine before, you know, if you buy some heifers and no history, I'd take that out to 60 days for that. And then I'd probably boost it in there sometime. Yeah. But, and the big thing is, is right, you know, like you and I are regional, work with your local vet. Right. Because he's seeing, don't just go into the farm store and start buying things off the shelves. That value of talking with your veterinarian of what is going on in your part of the world with other herds, endemic diseases, it can really save you some money. Right. Bring you big value, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we get those heifers set up that way, once we get to preg check on those heifers, I've been switching to a attenuated modified live or a killed viral, and we're building better colostral immunity. And then then those females are on that attenuated modified live or killed the rest of their life. Perfect. We don't go back to modified live. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'm the same way. I don't put a modified live in a in a cow or a bred heifer. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some data with Dr. Dave Rethorst. Thanks for watching. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Dave Rethorst. We're shooting this in Manhattan, Kansas, and where Dr. Dave runs his veterinary practice, Beef Health Solutions, and he is a veterinarian in production animal consultation. Um, we have talked about developing these heifers. We've given you the target weights of 55, 65% of their mature body size. We've talked about vaccination and shoot work out there 45, 60 days pre-breeding. Now, you know, as we were discussing this, you kind of mentioned some data on some grazing animals on fescue. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I I work with an operation in the Flint Hills. They've, and they've got a spring cabin herd, fall cabin herd. They're fall calving females, calve on fescue, they're AI'd on fescue, they run clear through the winter on fescue. They might be, there's usually a little time in there when the fescue runs out before they can go to native that they those cows have to get a TMR. Those calves 
run native with mom till they're 11 months old. So they're coming off about a month before that cow's gonna calve again. And then they'll graze for a while. The calves will graze a little while longer. And then when they're 12, 13 months old, they start getting some ration as they need to develop. <laughs> uh, really cool system. Uh, the heifers, they just, we just preg checked the heifers that were born in the fall of 21, yeah. And those heifers, we had a 80% AI conception rate, AI first cycle conception rate of mid 80, low to mid 80%, had 10% open. Uh, fantastic breed up on so those heifers. When we do that, when, what are your typical numbers for, I mean, what would be your average? It, just... You know, most times like on these spring cabin deals and we're shooting for a 65% in, of mature body weight, you know, we feel pretty good if we can get 60, 65% of those bred AI first cycle. Yeah. But on this deal, we're finding out what cows want to be or what females want to be there, or the rest of them are going to the feedlot, a set of their heifers that was spring cabin heifers that was preg checked in, in the summer of 22, those opens went immediately to the feed yard, gained four five, converted five five, cost a gain of $1.28 when the yard average on gain was $1.43. <laughs> we got them out of, you know, and by by the time they were 18 months old, 20 months old, they were gone. They were in the food chain. I'll be damned. That's a, it's a good system and it's, it's one that works and it's one that when you apply it to your farm or ranch, you, you add value to your cow herd. You, you add value and, and money, revenue to the bottom line. Right. Because you're right. able to make the decisions to where those are still feeder calves right it's about creating value yep yep well you've always done that you've always created value for for so many clients and so many people in the industry we're just thankful to get you to sit well. still because you're <laughs> on the move um to come on, in here with on, us on the move yeah. on the move folks this is dr dave Rethorse. thanks for joining us today on the show remember always work with your local veterinarian and if you want to find out what we do on doc talk you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend, Dr. Dave Rethorst, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all-flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals.